Well, our second reading today has St. Paul telling us about the fact that our citizenship is in heaven. And he says, so don't occupy your mind just with earthly things. And I don't know if this is what they intended when they put the lectionary together, but this is what I've been praying with this week, is that I think we have some examples in our first reading in the Gospel, thinking about heavenly things and thinking about earthly things. We're going to hear an extended section of the story of Genesis, of Abram, our father in faith, and how he really stuck with the heavenly things, despite how hard it was. And then we're going to have the story of the transfiguration in the gospel where Peter seems to get caught up in the earthly things. And so that will be sort of our takeoff point to pray with. Because Lent would be a good time to try to take stock of if we are making time for heavenly things. We're familiar with many of the stories in the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis. The creation, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Noah and the ark, the Tower of Babel. But while these stories teach us who God is and how we relate to God, most scholars would argue that the main story of our salvation history begins here in chapter 12. It is here that we enter into the story of Abram, our father in faith. Abram's relationship with God is the primary focus of Genesis, spanning more than 13 chapters. The story of Abram has inspired billions of Jews, Christians, and Muslims for thousands of years. But when you get right down to it, the story doesn't make a lot of sense. At the age of 75, Abram hears a voice of an unknown God calling him to pack up his entire household, his wife, his tents, his servants, and his flocks, and go where the unknown voice tells him to go. And amazingly, Abram, the patriarch, agrees to leave his home without even knowing where he's going. Our passage today captures another aspect of this seemingly illogical story. This God promises to make Abram, a man presumably in his 80s at this point in the story, the father of a great nation. Abram points out the absurdity of this because he has no children. God is undeterred. As we heard in the reading, God simply restates his promise to Abram. But this time, Abram drops his protest. What made Abram change his mind? And if you come to the Easter Vigil in four weeks, you'll hear that there's another illogical aspect in how Abram became our father in faith. 25 years after this unseen God first calls Abram from his homeland and promises him an heir, Isaac is born. But it's not clear if Isaac will live to adulthood. Why do Jews, Christians, and Muslims revere Abram? He doesn't sound like the typical hero. He followed an unknown voice. He believed the unbelievable. He sacrificed all that he had worked for. The answer lies in our reading today. And I quote, Abram put his faith in the Lord. Abram trusted in heavenly things. In contrast to Abram, we have Peter in today's gospel passage. Peter is an inheritor of Abram's legacy, 1,800 years after the Lord first spoke to Abram. As a devout Jew, Peter believes fervently in this God. 
Now he has heard the teachings and seen the miracles of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus has declared that Peter will be a fisher of men and women. Peter has proclaimed that Jesus is the Messiah of the God of Abram. And yet, immediately after having this mountaintop experience, Peter gets caught up in earthly things. Rather than standing in awe of seeing Jesus transfigured or asking Jesus what it means for him to have conversed with Moses and Elijah, Peter starts talking about turning the place where he is standing into a pilgrimage site. I can relate to Peter. There have been times in my life when I wanted to get on with business rather than being present in the moment. My friend Christy used to get annoyed with me when we went to concerts because I'd start clapping immediately after the orchestra cut off rather than taking a moment to drink in the magic. Make no mistake, there are earthly things that we must attend to. The question is, are we open to the possibility of encountering heavenly things in the midst of attending to earthly things? Lent is a great time to check in and ask ourselves if we're making enough space for the heavenly things. When God calls to us, do we have the courage to listen? When God manifests himself to us, do we make the time to worship? When God makes a promise to us, do we trust the message and believe? Three weeks ago, I was hiking on the grassy branch trail outside of Gatlinburg. I knew that I'd be preaching about the Transfiguration in a few weeks, so I tried to open myself up so that my experience that day would be both earthly and heavenly. I only had about two hours to hike, and I wanted to reach the high point on the trail in the limited time I had. So I was hiking at a pretty good clip, spending a lot of time looking at the ground, making sure that I didn't trip on a tree root or twist an ankle on the trail. But the Grassy Branch Trail doesn't have a well-defined peak. There are several points where it seems as if you're at the top, and at each one there's a vista over the town of Gatlinburg. And there are other points lower down where it's good to stop to listen to the gurgling of the streams and the chirping of the birds. Because I was entering into the hike in a prayerful way, I'm happy to report that I enjoyed the sights, sounds, and smells along the way, instead of just barreling on through on my way to the top. And perhaps that can become a metaphor for us. All of us are on a journey to attain our heavenly citizenship, but we don't know all the twists and turns in the road. At times, it may seem as if we're going backwards away from the goal. At other times, it may seem as if we're not making any progress. Can we persevere like Abram, on his way to the land of Canaan? Can we continue to dialogue with God even when God's plans don't seem to make sense? Can we make sure that we appreciate what happens along the road for what it is and not get stuck in one place like Peter? Brothers and sisters, our citizenship is in heaven. Let us, like Abram, put our faith in the Lord.